The following program contains scenes of violence, nudity, and mature subject matter. Parental discretion is advised. Mm. Perversions of science. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> L.I.W. from the Crypt. Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to the L.I.W. Test from the Crypt Review. Episode 6, right? Yeah, 6, I want to say. Let's just say it's 6. For today, I watched... For today. For today, I done watched the Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Episode 204, all the gory details. It, it was a cartoon. What more can you say? You know, let me just... Uh, I mean, I kind of brushed over this a little bit earlier in episode, what, three with, with me and Pete. It was, it's, the cartoon is a bit of a mystery to me because you're going to take a, basically what would be an R-rated HBO show for adults featuring like stars of the day and directors, famous directors, and you're going to take that and you're going to go, let's make it into like a fucking ABC cartoon and let's throw it on the air for kids. So it's. Got no violence. It's got no scares. It's got no, no voice actors you recognize. There's all that's left over at the end of the day is the kind of the title. They just added Kerr at the end of it. It's Tales from the Crypt Keeper. So Keeper at the end. And then they have nothing else in common with the show other than the name and the fact that the Crypt Keeper is voiced by John Casser, John Casser, however you say his name. He was a great voice actor, and I really like his his uh, tales from the, his uh, Crypt Keeper voice. It's really great. But he's green. He's not a puppet because he's obviously a cartoon now. I just don't get the the reasoning for making it a cartoon other than money. Because there's no because obviously it didn't work out that well. It was on for two seasons, off the air for like five fucking years, came back for a third season where they put new tales from the Crypt Keeper, which I'm kind of abandoning the new part of it. I, I put it on all the posters, and I went back and realized, looked into the history of it, and took new off. I'm just not even going to acknowledge it, really, other than when I make fun of it. I just, I don't get the appeal of the cartoon. I remember watching this as a kid, and I never really enjoyed it that much because I liked the actual, the original show because it was actually fun. And I mean, it, it, it's cheesy as hell, and we are discovering that it's not a very great show. Not as much as our child memories, childhood memories of it, uh, appear, a thought, you know, made us think that it was like a really quality show. It is not that, but I'm sure there's great episodes. We just haven't gotten to them yet. I didn't mind that one with the, oh, what the hell's the name of it? I'm already forgetting the names. I'm only six episodes deep. Uh, Undertaking Pallor. I, I didn't mind that one. On a Dead Man's Chest was terrible. Corman's Calamity was, was terrible, but, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, experience, this show. It's going to get real weird. It's it's far better than Tales from the Dark Side. Let me just say that. That was our last episode. That was a never-go-back episode that were, uh, Adam started a new series in this show already, only five episodes in, where uh, your memories suck. Your memories as a kid are shit. Don't listen to them. So let's just get into this. Let's get it over with. Um, all the gory details debuted October 1st, 1994. It was written by Erica Strobel, who I mentioned. I haven't decided if I'm going to release my live commentary tracks yet. I, I've done one for each episode so far. With, with This one was just me. I tried my best. But I looked up Erica, uh, and she is deceased, so I'm not going to make fun of her, obviously. I wouldn't anyway, because why? 
But she's a, she had a really great career. Unfortunately, passed away a few years ago. Uh, I don't know much about her. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But, you know, RIP. I'm sure the Kirk Keeper would have something ironic to say for you. Some sort of uh, nonstop, weird sense like scream what was oh god in this episode they had the newspaper in the beginning and it was like the screen ah fuck i can't remember anything because i glazed over this episode because there's not much going on but r.i.p erica i guess is what i'm saying why, why am i talking about her still uh let's get into the ep- actual episode plot uh begins we see our main character who is her name is sally she's a, a newspaper reporter she's at her computer at dark um She's looking through there. She finds some like weird town Frankenstein thing, and she decides to go to this town to figure out what the fuck's going on there and tell the story of the town. Uh, this is going to be a real quick episode, by the way, because there's I'm just going to skim over this. There's not going to be any banter because it's just me. But she goes to the town uh, with a, a reporter named uh, Harry Klump, who's in the intro to the episodes, to the every episode of the cartoon. He's He's got the big bushy mustache. He looks like the guy from uh, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, he's got the, he looks like an old-timey reporter, he's got the hat on, he's got the suit, big old bushy mustache, and he's clumsy as fuck, and uh, Harold Klump, uh, isn't that, oh, it's Harold Crump, that's Harry Crumb, that's the John Candy movie, that's what the name reminds me of, who's Harry Crumb, right? But they, they're they driving to this town, he's annoying the fuck out of her, he won't stop burping, and I'm pretty sure he's jerking off in that car, because you, you, you see like a close-up of her talking and driving, and you hear her next to her, him being like, <clears throat> Uh, uh, uh. And they cut to him, and he's like shifting, like he's like scratching his hemorrhoids on the inside of her on her in her fucking car seat. I'm like, dude, that dude has no tact. What's to say that dude has zero tact? He, he almost has negative tact, but he's he's scratching his ass or jerking off or maybe both. Maybe the hemorrhoids get him really horny, hornroids. I don't know. Uh, but then they they're driving, and then I'm like, well, what the fuck are they doing? Why is he why is she taking him? They kind of brush over that a little bit, but. They're going to investigate something, uh, the, the Frankenstein creatures. They get to the town. They check into a hotel. The hotel owner looks like Rick Moranis, but the whole town is like an Old West town. But the hotel itself looks like Norman Bates' hotel. Looks like the Bates Motel. Uh, he's he's giving them all the stuff. She, he made, Crumb made this woman, made Sally, walk in the rain Well, he had an umbrella and carry all his luggage and her luggage because this is the kind of man Harry Crumb, Harold Klump is, not Crumb, I keep wanting to say that other one, but, and then she dropped all his fucking hemorrhoid cream and his crab lotion, or shampoo, and his all his crab combs, I mentioned this during the commentary, he goes through a lot of it, but he's just like, if you broke anything in there, oh my god, I got a three month supply of that thing, I mean, I go through it in a week, because you really got to get in there, I got a heavy bush downstairs, you know, if you don't, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's, if you broke any of that shit, if you break any combs, I'm be real fucking mad because it's really hard. You got to keep keep at those things. Those little critters tuck away. You don't know. You got to get in there and get after them. Otherwise, if you let up any, if you if you give them one inch, they're gonna take over in, in a matter of seconds. So you got to keep going. I have actually have a comb there at all times, just so they think I'm using it, but really it's not. Maybe that's what he's scratching in the car. Was the fucking he's his ass is so hairy the the crabs have spread to his ass hairs. I don't know. This guy's disgusting. I'm sorry. This is a this is a filthy show. I know. But he, they go upstairs, and they're in separate bedrooms, and it's just a nonstop series of uh, crumb, clump, clump, clump. Good God, I cannot get that name. Clump being scared by fucking everything. The lightning goes off, and he scares him. Like it's a switch? Why did I say it goes off? The lightning at- attacks the ground from outside, <laughs> whatever you want to say about lightning. Lightning strikes. A new brother's, mother's born. Um, 
No, but the lightning hits, and then he's he's freaked out, and he's scared, and she's like, "You want me?" He's like, "Don't worry, ma'am, I'll protect you." After pissing his pants and soaking those crabs, and uh, she's like, "No, I'm good." Yeah, she goes in room four. I assume he goes in room five. He immediately fiddles with the light switches, so they're not working. He opens a door, and he sees a silhouette of a lady. Gets freaked out again. His hat literally shoots off his head when he gets scared, like a cartoon does. I expected steam to come out of his ears. That didn't happen because he wasn't mad. He was scared. But the, it ends up being one of those little weird fucking rooms they have where the two rooms are connected by a door, which I never understood because how often, especially at a little shitty hotel, like a big one, yeah, you can kind of get where you have like a party, party rooms. But this is like a creepy little hotel in the middle of nowhere that why are there two creepy rooms connected by a door? The odds of that being needed are next to nil. Just go the fuck outside if you guys want to hang out. I don't, whatever, or just go from one, one room to the other. I don't think I've ever actually seen a hotel room in person that had this door. Uh, I, I really don't. I've stayed at a lot of hotels. I don't know if I've ever witnessed one. Uh, 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 as far as I know, they're just movie and cartoon uh, material. Kind of like rat poison. I've never seen rat poison in real life, but I've seen it a, a trillion times in shows. Never once seen it. Ever. And, and I probably never will, because I'm, I don't want to go into looking for it, but I've never seen it like beneath someone's shelf. Not that I go rummaging through like my friend's cabinets and everything, but, you know, shit happens. Like, my grandma should have had it, because... I would assume that would be the, the age that you need rat poison for. I don't know why they're associated with age, but I just never, I've looked through her cupboards before and I've never seen, I mean that literally, I don't mean that like weird sexual stuff, but I, I've looked through the cabinets and I've never once found a box of rat poison or something like that. Never once happened, but I've never seen this door before. Anyway, it doesn't even matter because the door's done at this point. They go and they start, they go to like the grocery store and it this seems like a really old racist town. And there's this doctor or this guy that's working there, giving him giving him all their food. And then they meet. He's like, "Work, work! Oh my back! Where can I find a doctor? Because they're in town looking for a doctor that's sewing these Frankenstein's together." He's like, "Oh, he's like, only thing I know is this guy right here." And it's some old guy sitting at a table, probably like looking at his fucking KKK material. And they're like, "Oh, never mind." And they go out, and then you see uh, Clump, like. All you see is a close-up of him holding money. He's like, I'll give you 50 bucks. Just tell me where I can find him. Tell me where I can find the doctor. And it cuts to it, and he's handing the money to a little kid. And the little kid's like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, thanks, man. Uh, I don't really have any info, but the, the guy helped my dog. And they show the dog, and he has a bandage around his, his little leg. And Clump tries to take the money back. The dog chases him off. While this is going on, a car drives by, and it's all spooky, spooky. Sally's like, oh, what the hell's this? She looks at it. And then as they're watching it, they see their big Frankenstein monster get out of the car, get some groceries, and then take off. They follow it. They go to this mansion that's apparently directly behind the motel. I don't know why they didn't see it before. It, it, it clearly looks like the Bates Motel, this part. The Bates House, rather, that overlooks the hotel. It's that close. But she didn't notice it somehow. It's all lit, lit up all creepily. It's nighttime by now. I don't know how fucking long they're at that general store. But it's nighttime when they sneak in. Um, she Clump makes her lift him up it looks like she's masturbating because it shows her in, in close-up at first and i was like oh they're they're each taking turns that's good that's good to know uh they got a good thing going on here a little uh you know i watched you you watch me sort of thing oh no she's lifting him up she's lifting clump up she gets he gets inside and he's like i forgot my camera she's like oh like this and holds up her little camera he starts laughing at her tiny little camera for some reason even though she's the one that at least brought a camera uh, whatever. He gets inside. He, a clock knocks over on him. Uh, she goes inside following him. And she has like a green flash for some reason that turns yellow from time to time. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they're looking around. And 
they hit a button on the he vanishes she hits a button next to the the uh, fireplace and of course because it's a tv show or a movie you know indiana jones has one of these but at least that made sense in that she hits the button the fireplace spins around and th- must have thrown her into the other room because it spun around like and it was switched around already and she's gone and you don't see her i'm like oh god she must have flew her into like a wall she's dead like her face just got smashed on that brick wall on the inside and then when you see the inside, it's just a staircase right there. So I'm like, that thing would have thrown her down the stairs. It went on so fast. It's like 90 miles an hour, this fucking thing. I don't, it must have some great bearings in the inside of that thing. But anyway, they go downstairs in the basement. They find all the Frankenstein monsters. They're all creepy. They get up. Some are two heads with different races. Some are like, they look like vampires. This little midget one. That's adorable. And then they start like, ah, and they have like little reclining red beds and it looks like they're vampires and they get up and they start chasing them upstairs. So we have to watch them all walk all the way downstairs and then go all the way back upstairs. Clump goes around the fireplace and then abandons her behind because that's how Clump works. Clump does what Clump does for Clump. All he cares about him and those crabs. I'm going to call them crabs from now on. Anyway, um, she thinks crabs abandoned him, but crabs pulls her through the door and then grabs her. And they go out, and they run around the house, and Krabs is like, let's go in this room. So they go in there, and she's like, there's no window, there's no escape, there's no escape. Meanwhile, there's giant fucking, like, bay windows all over this house. They don't ever go, let's jump out the window, let's break the window out and jump out and be safe. No, they're just like, oh, there's only a giant window that's easily breakable. Oh, what are we going to do? We're in a library. Fuck, what are we going to do? And he's clump. Krabs is like, you know, I finally get his name right, and I fuck it up as my the third name for him. But Krabs is like, why'd I follow you here? And she's like, oh, you're the, the, you're the one that told me to go in here. Who cares? They bicker and argue the whole fucking time. It's fucking irritating. But they are trying to get out. All of a sudden, the Frankenstein monsters break in. And they're like, the camera, give me the camera. They look like Burger King, like kids you, or toys you buy for your kids there that came in the, in the meals. They look like that. They have that animation style with like the bushy hair. They look like the Burger King Kids Club from back in the day, which is probably around this time. So they look like those kind of toys. Uh, they, but they want the camera because, and she's like, they don't want to hurt anybody. They just don't want to be discovered. They want to be left alone. And he's like, that's right, bitch. Camera. And she goes to grab the camera or she goes, she goes to hand him the camera and then Clump takes it and she just gives him the camera anyway. It didn't fucking matter. And he smashes it and they're like, all right. And then the, the big lurchy looking dude that we saw in the car earlier is like, we don't want to hurt you. We just want the camera. It's fine. Be on your way. I'm not going to eat your brains this time. No. It was a mash. What, what, what are we? Monsters? Yes. It was a creature bash. And I did the whole thing. I did a long version of this on the commentary episode. I'm not going to do it here. Because it's just... My brain's not in it right now. You know? Hearing that voice is really helpful. But... They, and then they, they go outside. She's like, here's the camera. I'm not going to write the story. Bye-bye. And they leave. And Clump's like, great idea. Now... We don't need the camera. We can just corroborate each other's story. <laughs> like, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm serious. I'm not going to tell about it. And he's like, fuck that shit, you goddamn bitch. And I, mean, I wish he said that, but it's a fucking ABC kids cartoon. I'm assuming it's ABC. I really have no idea. I don't care what it aired on. But he starts freaking out on the outside of the car and, and he's like, fuck off then. Leave without me, whore. And she leaves and we don't see Sally again. She went fucking off on him. It was great because he deserves it at this point. She go, She leaves. Uh... He starts to walk back. He goes to the hotel. 
He tries to use the phone there to call in his newspaper guys, and he's like, the hotel owner walks up. First of all, I made a declaration that the hotel owner was the doctor, and he was kidnapping the people that stayed in the rooms. That ended up being horribly incorrect. That would have been far too similar to, to, uh, you know, to Psycho, so they didn't want to do the whole Norman Bates thing. But it was worth a try. I thought I was right, but very wrong. But, you know, he was up to no good because he is one of the freakishest creatures. He sees that his wrist is sewn on. And then we, he turns, he goes to the general store to he's be like, oh, I need a phone. And he sees that the old guy has his head sewn on and the sheriff does as well. And he looks outside and sees the kid in the window and the dog and they both have their heads sewn on. And then he's like, oh, all of them, all of them. And he's shitting and pissing himself and ruining his crap shampoo that's just sitting in there. He's letting it bake in and he's just ruining it all. And he freaks out, and then it cuts to, like, later, where they're all sitting around the old, the old general store telling their racist stories, probably. And we, we don't hear that part. We cut in later where they're, like, playing checkers. He's like, the rule of checkers is, you know, after all these years of playing checkers, is you don't have to use your brain. And we see he has, he, uh, Clump himself, Mr. Krabs himself, has the sewn-on head around, you know, on his neck. You see the, the scar line. And the only thing I can think of is the fuck. First of all, they said the doctor's dead that does these, these surgeries, by the way. Um, so, A, who's doing these surgeries? B, why are you, are you removing a head and then putting it back on the same body just for practice? Because it's the same body, the same head for clump. There's not a new body or new head involved here. There's no new body part to be involved in the equation here. So they removed his head just to attach it again? Or is it taking the head off, fucking with the brain? Because you don't have to take the whole head off to fuck with the brain. You can just... Remove part of the skull cap. You don't need to do the whole fucking thing. I get that it's a cartoon, but it makes zero sense what they're actually doing. Because it's one thing, because we see the monsters, the, like the Frankenstein monsters, the full-fledged monsters, have different heads sewn on the different bodies, and it's all like, you know, you're, you're basically making Legos out of people. You just put this on here, and this and here, I'll swap out these legs, that sort of thing. This is just, I'll cut off your head. Oh, you can have your head right back. No big deal. Sorry, bro. Probably shouldn't have done that. Sorry, whole town. Did that to all of you. It's like a big conspiracy in this town. It, this episode kind of reminded me of uh, Danny, or not Danny, uh, Dan Aykroyd's uh, Nothing But Trouble because the, the Bates Motel owner did have like a Dan Aykroyd in that movie, Dick Nose, when he plays the, what is he, the judge, right? He kind of had a Dick Nose. And it's just kind of the same plot with like a, an evil town that works for this guy. And nobody, we don't really know why. Like, what's the benefit really? I don't know. It it didn't work, but it had a the ending was better than the rest of it. So I can't. By the end, you're kind of like, ah, huh, whatever. You kind of forget about all the boring, like walking around a hotel room spooks. That's the scariest part is them walking around the hotel room because Clump, Mister Fucking Crabs here, is such a giant, gigantic pussy that he gets scared by a door opening or the lightning, and that's most of the episode. And then the, you see him walk all the way down the stairs and all the way back up, and it just goes on and on and on. And by the end, you're like, oh, whatever. You kind of forget about it. So I guess if you're going to have a shitty, boring story, make sure you got a, at least a semi-decent ending so you, it kind of smooths over the audience so they're not really sitting there thinking about the, how bored they were in the beginning. So I think that's what M. Knight's trying to go for. He's like, I'll have a boring movie, and then, whoa, the ending. And you're kind of like, whoa, that was a great movie. But not really, no. Science is fucking terrible. I don't care how... Crazy that ending is. I don't give a shit. I was bored the whole way through. Ah, the village. No, thank you. No, thanks, dude. And don't even talk about the happening. Uh, oh, this is not M. Night Show. This is not my M. Night Show. That's a different one. Yet to be released. It's just between me and M. Night. 
Well, I really have no nothing against. I just find some of his movies pretty terrible. Some of them I enjoy quite thoroughly. Two of them I enjoy quite thoroughly. <laughs> this happens to be his first two movies. But anyway, so I guess that'll be it. I don't really have more to say about this. I just don't get the point of the cartoon. It really goes nowhere, and it just feels so unnecessary. But let's draw for next week. There's my dog. Some dogs outside are going crazy, so let's finish this. All right, you can hear this. It's drawing the ball right now. All right, I have the ball. Let's find out what it is. B14. I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab that ball. Or not the ball. I have that ball. Go grab the card off the table. All right, uh, I'm back. Sorry about that pause. I'm realizing now how pointless this was because I did the cartoon episode by myself so that I wouldn't have to do it with Richard. But of course, the bingo balls fucking hate me. So it drew a cartoon episode, New Tales from the Crypt, or just, you know, I guess this one is New Tales from the Crypt. 312, Monsters Ate My Homework. So bingo thing, why don't you go fuck yourself? So here's what I'm probably going to do. Next episode will not be 312. I'll probably draw a new episode at the beginning of that, uh, of episode seven, and have Richard on there and review that. And then after that one, I'll get to 312. So if they're out of order, I'm explaining it right now. I, I want to do an actual episode with Richard um, whenever he's on, uh, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, you know, you'll hear it a week later. So it'll be, it'll be really late for you. But it doesn't fucking matter. I'm not going to go into my fucking schedule. But the point is, if they're out of order, I'm explaining it right now. Um, so we'll find out. And yeah, let's, um, let's get out of here. So go to liwstudios.com, liwstudios.com. Um, you can check out all the different podcasts. If you like TV show reviews, we've got plenty of them. LIW American Horror Story Review, LIW uh, Westworld Review, LIW Tales from the Crypt, obviously. LIW The Walking Dead, LIW The Twilight Zone Review is probably the biggest one. But um, yeah, there's also B-Movie Battle on there. I review B-Movies and, and those are videos, Americans videos, and that's tons of, tons of shows in there, a lot of them. Anyway, um, youtube.com slash loitering at wonderland studios. And if you want to get a hold of me, send suggestions or details or want to be a guest on the show, let me know. Um, definitely looking for that. So loitering at wonderland at gmail.com. I'm going to make a shorter one soon. So in the meantime, use that. Uh, but yeah, until next time. And in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long citizens. So long gory details that were never there or n nearly all of them. Not even nearly all of them were there. None of them were there. So long.